Do you schedule and host events in the Jewish community? Conferences, webinars, local events? Please consider adding your events to Jcast Network's newest project, the Jewish Communal Events Calendar. Don't schedule events, but know someone who does? Invite them to add their events. If we all work together, we can create another wonderful resource for the Jewish community. Visit our calendar and post your events at jcastnetwork.org slash jcbc. You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit mikeknopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. In just a few moments, we'll turn to the Yisker service. I thought this was a good opportunity to reflect for a moment on the meaning of Yisker. Because what is it that we do when we gather to say Yisker? What is it that we seek to accomplish when we gather to recite these prayers and to uh, reflect on the memories of our loved ones? Is it just fond feelings and snapshots of our past that we recall for a brief and fleeting moment to feel reconnected and reunited with loved ones that we've lost. That is a fine thing and worthy of us to do, but I actually don't think that that's the core of what we do and what we accomplish when we gather for Yizker. Is it nostalgia? cherry-picking the sweetest memories of our past and yearning for times that are no longer. That may be a worthy thing to do as well, and it may be the content of what many of us do today, but I actually don't think that that is at the heart of what Yizker strives to accomplish. What Yizker strives to accomplish, I think, is something more fundamentally human and powerful than we usually give it credit for. Because it turns out that memory is not just a nice thing that we have. Memories are not just nice things that we have and can recall from time to time. It turns out that memory is is exactly what makes us human. Memory is precisely what gives us personality. Memory is what situates us in our reality. What orients us to the world. What gives us a sense of who we are and where we are, and why we are, and why any of that matters. The Czech author Milan Kundera once said that the struggle of man against power is the struggle of memory against forgetting. The struggle of man against power is the struggle of memory against forgetting. That to remember, to be individuals of memory, built on memory, is to be human. And oppression exists. Suffering exists. Destruction in our lives and in our world exists only by virtue of failing to remember. It's perhaps for this reason that one of the most frequently repeated commandments in the Torah begins with the word zachor. You see it several times. 
Several times the Torah says Zachor. The Torah says, weighted paper uh, <laughs> bookmarks, Zachor et hayom hazeh asher yatsatem mi mitzrayim mi beit avadim ki bechozek yad hotzi adonai etchem mizeh velo yeachel chametz. Remember the day, this day, on which you went forth from Egypt from the house of bondage for the Lord freed you from it with a mighty hand and no unleavened, no leavened bread shall be eaten. A little bit later in Exodus, at the revelation at Mount Sinai, we had the commandment, Zachor et Yom HaShabbat Lekotcho. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. A little bit later, in Deuteronomy, we have another statement of memory. If I could find it. Ah, here we go. Zachor et asher asa adonai elohecha lemiriam baderech betzetchem mimitzrayim. Remember what the Lord your God did to Miriam on the journey after you left Egypt. If you remember the book of Numbers, Miriam contracts leprosy as a punishment for Lashon Hara, for speaking ill of her brother Moses. And so one of the several commandments of memory that we get in the Torah is the reminder to remember what happened to Miriam. That the core of who we are in some ways is connected to that memory. And then finally, Zachor et asher asalecha amalek baderech betzetchem mimitzrayim. Remember what Amalek did to you when you left Egypt. Asher korcha baderech v'izanev becha kol anechshalim acharecha v'ata ayef v'yagea v'lo yare Elohim. How undeterred by fear of God he surprised you on the march when you were famished and weary and cut down all the stragglers in your rear. Time and again, we are given commandments of memory to remember things, not because it's a neat exercise in nostalgia, not merely because it's nice to know our history, but because those memories themselves form the core of who we are as Jews. We are not merely individuals walking in the world. We are individuals who remember. And we are individuals with specific memories that were told to recall because they direct and situate us where we are in the world. Remember the exodus from Egypt, we're told. Why? Because the exodus from Egypt is central to our orientation to the world. The struggle of dignity against degradation, the struggle of slavery against liberation, the struggle of human power versus divine sovereignty, these are the core of the Jewish perspective on the world. And so, Zachor, remember the exodus from Egypt, because if we forget it, we become unmoored from that history. Listless and vagabond, not knowing who we are. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Because contained in the message of the Sabbath day is a core, a kernel, also of the exodus from Egypt, and the story of creation, which is itself 
at the center of the moral universe of the Jew. That every person in creation is a child of God, of equal value, of equal worth. We all have one parent. That we are part of the world in which God created, not above it. And so the core of who we are, the foundation of what it means to be a Jewish person in the world, is to have that memory. Remember what happened to Miriam. Because so much of human life is centered around our communication with each other, and therefore the temptation is great to use that language and to use that speech for ill. And so we remember not because it's a nice thing to do, or because it's a fond piece of history. We remember because if we lose that memory, we lose who we are. The, 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 the core of who Jews are supposed to be in the world. People who shomrim et alachon. People who guard our speech. And who through that inspire, we hope, others to similarly guard their speech. And zachor et asher lecha amalek baderech. Remember what Amalek did to you when you left Egypt. Asher Korcha Baderach, because he surprised you on the way by cutting down all of the elderly and the sick and the stragglers in your rear. If you forget that that special kind of evil that attacks the weakest and most vulnerable among us, that starts by attacking the weakest and most vulnerable among us. If we forget that that special kind of evil exists in the world, then we lose our sense of being, we lose our sense of purpose, we lose our orientation to what we're supposed to be here to accomplish. And we fulfill the destiny that Kundera mentioned, that the struggle of man against power is the struggle of memory against forgetting. Remember, defeat that evil. Don't remember that evil defeats you. It's as simple an equation as that. And so when we gather for Yizker, we don't only gather to reunite sweetly with lost loved ones. We gather to reconnect with the foundation of who we are. Because those people and their memories and the people before them who we may or may not know or have known, and their memories who, with whom we also connect and reconnect today. The six million lives lost in the Holocaust. The Jews killed in pogroms and crusades. The four-fifths of the Jewish people who died in the plagues of Egypt and those who left in the Exodus and were present at Sinai and conquered the land of Israel, the memory of those who fought to build a state in the land of Israel in our time, their memory echoes in this moment. And we reconnect with that memory because we know that those memories are actually the building blocks of our own selves, our own lives. It's not only a reuniting with loved ones past, it's reconnecting with who we are. Because we are our memories. 
Some of you have been on uh, the journey in your life uh, with a loved one who uh, suffered and maybe passed away from a cognitive illness, Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, I had that journey as well in my life. Uh, my, my grandfather uh, died a few years back of uh, dementia with Lewy bodies. And I watched what happens and I'm sure some of you have as well watched what happens when a person loses the battle of remembering. How they become detached from themselves, from the world, from their own sense of self. Not remembering is also the process of losing who we are. The author Charles Pierce wrote about it in extraordinary terms, and I just need to share what he says. Twenty-odd years ago, at the urging of a great editor, I wrote a long piece at another magazine about my family's experience with Alzheimer's disease, which eventually took my father and all, my, all of his siblings. It is a terrifying disease for a writer because it attacks those aspects of the individual that are so crucial to the act of writing namely memory and language. Without memory, there can be no connection with the world, nothing salvaged or brought forward. Without language, memory is orphaned. Without both of them, history is mute. That story and the experience of writing it has bled into parts of my work in a hundred different ways, but the main points remain the same. Language and memory must work together not only to preserve the past, but to illuminate the present and to build a future. The disease robbed my father of both language and memory, and thus it robbed him of his past, his present, and his future. He spent his last years as a kind of vagabond, a stranger to himself, a permanent refugee in an unmoored life. We recite Yizkor so we don't become a stranger to ourselves. We don't become a vagabond in our world. We recite Yizkor because we do not want to become permanent refugees in an unmoored life, untethered from our history. We recite Yizkor because we are our parents. And we recite Yizkor because we are our grandparents, and our spouses, and our sisters, and our brothers, and our children. We, are, we recite Yizkor because we are those who have died to build the land, the state of Israel, and those who have died in the process of defending it and even simply for living it. We recite Yizkor because we are the six million. We recite Yizkor because we are the Jews who for millennia died to sanctify God's name. We recite Yizkor because we are the Jews who were exiled by the Romans, and we recite Yizkor because we are the Jews exiled by the Babylonians, 
And we all recite Yizkor because we are the Jews enslaved by Pharaoh in Egypt and liberated by God. We recite Yizkor because we are the sum total of all of those memories. And to lose those memories, to disassociate and disconnect ourselves with the power of those recollections, is to lose not only our past, but our present and our future as well. And so as we recite Yizkor, I invite you to let your senses and imagination serve as the vehicle of interconnection. For whom are you saying Yizkor today? Can you imagine that person's face before your eyes? See their smile? Visualize how they might be carrying their body standing next to you? Do you recall the sound of their voice? Hear their words as you stand in prayer? Feel their presence right in this moment. In your mind, in your heart, allow a conversation between the two of you to unfold. What needs to be communicated this year? What's the message you need to hear today? What are the silent prayers of your heart? What remains unspoken? Speak. Listen. Take your time. There's no reason to hurry. This is a timeless moment. Let all the radiance of their love be with you right now.